0: Hi, hey everyone. It's Natalie. I am excited to let you know that I'm opening up spaces for collaboration and advertising and sponsorship on this podcast and on my YouTube channel. If you're a brand looking to grow in the wellness, family, or mindfulness spaces, I would love to collaborate with you. You can find a link to get in touch with me in the show notes, and you can always find out more about what I'm up to on NatalieTisdal.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Natalie Tisdall Podcast. Today, we're talking about cancer with Dr. Lee Erin Keneally, who is the medical director of the Cancer Center for Healing and the Center for New Medicine, the largest integrative medical center in North America. They've treated nearly 50,000 patients. And here's what I love. They combine functional, holistic, homeopathic, and conventional protocols. She joins me today to talk about many things, because as we know, everything in our bodies is connected. We talk about health issues, including cancer rates, how treatment has changed the importance of what we put in our bodies. And does it matter as much as some in the holistic world really think it does? This is a very important topic. We all know someone who has cancer. Many of us have lost loved ones and friends to cancer. Dr. Keneally tells me what she sees in her clinic why in her opinion, so many people are diagnosed with cancer and why new forms of cancers are actually popping up, including brain cancers in children. We also talk about food, toxins, what type of water we should be drinking, inflammation in the body, the importance of sleep and what we can do to get better sleep. So get ready to learn as we dive deep into this topic today with Dr. Lee Aaron-Keneally. Dr. Keneally is joining me now, and I want to start with how you decided you were going to focus on cancer in your practice.
1: Well, that's a very long, loaded story, but I'll kind of give you the Reader's Digest version. So I was born in the 50s, and I was number three of six children in Texas, and my mother started bleeding, and no mother wants to lose their child, right? So they got, she went to the doctor. And the doctor said, oh, we have this medication that we can give you to prevent loss of your child and stop the bleeding. So that drug was called DES, diethylstilbestrol. And so sure enough, my mother took that medicine. Well, fast forward uh, 16 years later, my parents received a letter saying that that medication that was given to pregnant women cause cancer in both male and female offspring, hormone problems, anatomical problems, infertility problems, all kind of things. And so I started going to MD Anderson in Houston, Texas when I was 16. And, you know, back then I didn't, you didn't go to the doctor because the, you know, you just didn't go to the doctor back in those days. In fact, my mother was supernatural and just took care of us at home. I mean, made her her own baby food and, you know, fetus liver and sauerkraut, all the things that are popular today and bone marrow. And so I went to the doctor, and you can imagine at a teaching institution, you know, you have a dozen people in the exam room looking at you because these are new findings and, and new information. They're trying to sort out what is going, what is happening into these children that were given DES. And so anyway, so that was like a real, like, look, that was like just a real like shock and also like, whoa, what am I going to do? And so as I aged and, you know, I didn't have regular menstrual cycles like a, a normal girl. I didn't have them. I only had maybe one cycle a year, maybe. Mm. Anyway, I, at 16, I knew I was good at biology and I'm like, okay, uh, what can I do with science that I can talk to people? Cause I'm not like... I don't want to be in a lab with Bunsen burners, so I um, said no. I'm going to go to medical school. I babysat for a lady doctor, and I'm like, no, I can, I can do this. I can go to medical school. So I, I went to medical school. Then I went to um, school of public health and got did my masters on DES and learned everything about DES. But that was like you know forty somewhat years ago. I mean now there's so much more information. They don't use that drug at mm. all. You know they used it for 39 years or 40 years, knowing it had carcinogenic cancer potential, unfortunately, like a lot of things today, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we find out after the fact, mm-hmm. it caused all these problems, lots of I can give you lots of examples. And so when I went, I went to medical school, and I, I'm very thankful that I went to medical school, because I've learned all the sciences and I've learned, you know, anatomy and physiology and biochemistry and pathology and pharmacology and all that kind of good stuff. And then I went to Harbor UCLA in Los Angeles for training. And then I thought, oh my gosh, we are not helping people. We're just disease management professionals. Mm. Okay. And everything is a drug or a procedure. And that has just exploded over the last you know, 35 years, okay, Mm. to the point now, where are we now? Okay, we rank 43rd in the world in healthcare. So it's better off you're living in a third world country than here. Mm. We spend two and a half times more on our healthcare than any other country. Okay. We are, as a nation, sick, 60% of our patients uh, today, you know, they're, they have chronic medical issues. All right. Heart disease is still number one and growing despite the use of statin drugs, but we have all the cutting edge information to prevent and have early detection of disease, whether it's heart disease or cancer. Cancer is number two. Number three is the conventional medical paradigm is the third leading cause of death. And that was published at Johns Hopkins. And so there's 10 prescriptions written per man, woman, and child. So we cannot have a nation if we don't have health of a nation. okay? and so, you know, now where I am in my life, you know, I have children and grandchildren and I'm like, no, we need to awaken eight billion people about self-care and what they can do on their own so they are not in these tragic situations suffering I mean in the last four months the amount of young people 25 to 45 that I am seeing with outrageous serious cancer conditions I don't just see cancer I see everything from human optimization to Mm. stage four cancer so it's not like because you know all diseases it's all about looking at the origins of every disease. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, so we even though, you know, I tend to see a lot of cancer patients, I also see patients who, you know, have serious gut disorders, okay, or serious autoimmune disorders. But, you know, years ago, I've been practicing 35 years. I have never seen what we're seeing today. I mean,
0: what do you it, think that is? Is through the pandemic, did we change the way? We do things, or what? What's happened in the last couple of years that you're seeing these types of patients?
1: Well, I think what's happened, if you look, because I I think about this daily. I thought, I think, mm-hmm. whoa, what has happened in these last years? And I think, well, first of all, stress is horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we, we all, everyone, unfortunately, if you watch the news for five minutes, you would be stressed.
0: All right. <laughs> Believe me, like, I did it for four and a half hours every morning on a show. Yeah. So, show.
1: and everything is yes. terrible. Mm-hmm. These many people died from this and this. I mean, and they talk about it like it's nothing. And I'm like, wait, we are not robots. Yeah. This was someone's child. Yeah. This was someone's parent. This, yeah. and we talk about it like it's nothing. Okay. And then we all we've done for the last couple of years is is impending doom and fear to humanity. Mm-hmm. All right. And these young people, they are not equipped to handle this. All right. And then the bullying that goes on. And then, if you know, if you allow your child to have a cell phone, which I was very against when I raised my kids, if you allow your kid to have a cell phone, oh my God, what they can get on their cell phone. And then the interactive, you know, situation that takes place with young people today, and you're not as pretty and you're not as this, and you're Mm -hmm. not, I mean, comparison
0: game. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so, so you, and then we have an unbelievable exposure of environmental toxins that no one they the, the companies are so protected because there's lawsuits. Mm. For example, let's just take plastics. Okay, the plastics industry is a twenty five billion dollar industry. Okay, and it's probably the number one pollutant in man today. And they, xenoestrogens cause a lot of things. Xeno is the Greek word for foreign, so foreign estrogens, mm. and that's just one of Hundreds of toxins that are going into us every day with the air, the water, the food supply, the things we put on our body. All right. And then the electromagnetic fields. We didn't have that 30 Mm -hmm. years ago. Okay, Mm -hmm. there wasn't cell phones, iPads, satellite towers, cell towers, everything. And now now we've just become now when you think about it, this electrified nation and all of this is going and we're energetic beings our body runs on electrical energy okay our cells resonate at 60 volts all right so we have this extraneous you know bioenergetics that Mm -hmm. are going and creating you know lots of free radicals and lots of uh, dna i mean we don't we don't even comprehend yet what it's doing but we know that diseases, like for example, glioblastoma, a terrible cancer of the brain. We never saw that 30 years ago. Okay. Well, I just got an email that a 12 year old has glioblastoma. Mm. I'm like a 12 year old. I get a call that a 40 year old has glioblastoma. I mean, it's just like, it's just like, okay, this is normal now. I'm like, no, this is not not normal. normal. Let me ask you this
0: short of, I mean, it makes me want to just go live on a deserted island away from all, but yet- we live in a society that is wonderful in a lot of other ways. Technology, here we are, talking Talk about it. this awesome discussion because of technology. So, what do we do? Like I love what you do in getting to the root of issues, minimizing toxins. I love the functional medicine approach before taking traditional medicines. So give me some, some solutions of how we can help people, what tips you would have for people to live a healthier life and avoid some of these big issues.
1: Right? Yeah. So I tell people learning self-care is the new health care. What does because, that mean? We hear okay, self care so, like, like so you, often. Like, yeah, yeah. self care. It's like, what? How do you take care of yourself daily? All right. Yeah. We're not. No one's taught that. Like I raised my kids, though. Yeah. How to how to sleep, how to be on a schedule, how to eat, how yeah. exercise is important, how you need to be in nature all the time. You yeah. know all those things. So you know that's how. Well, you know it's personally what I've learned, but I also had the opportunity of growing up like that Mm. I grew up chasing lightning bugs and sleeping outside and being outside every day so and my mom was fanatic about our eating I mean we didn't have cereal in the morning we didn't wake up with okay you put a box of special k or whatever Mm. or cheerios and which is just a candy bar all right that's how Mm. you're starting your day so the first thing I think first of all we have to get conscious about how we're living okay We have to get conscious and mindful, and we need to take self-inventory. How are we living, okay? Because what's happened is we've we've introduced all this industrialized technological Mm -hmm. advancement, but no check and balance is how is it affecting us, all right? Look how how long it took smoking to be a problem, 50 years, Yeah. okay? So we can't, we don't have 50 years. We need to be addressing these problems right now, today. Yeah. I mean, autism, I read one report, it's one in 17, one in 37. I'm not sure which one it is, but I've heard. So the children are the canaries in the mines telling us mm-hmm. we have a problem. We all should be collectively saying, stop. We need to figure out this right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why are we allowing mm-hmm. more autistic children to yeah. be? This is not okay. No, okay. No. And why aren't we an alarm? I feel like I've been sending you know sounding the alarm in the 911 emergency button for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I started seeing these problems. And and so we have to look, okay, what is really some of the foundational mm-hmm. principles of health? Well, first and foremost is sleep. So I talk about
0: that so much on this You're, podcast. Cause I struggled with it for so many years, getting up at two in the morning. Right. Why is it so important?
1: Yeah. So sleep your day starts when you go to bed, right? Because if you don't sleep, the next part of your day can't right. work. Right. Okay. Cause all the magic of your immune system, detox, restoration, rejuvenation, repair all takes place at night. In fact, We don't even know all the miracle aspects of sleep, okay? Mm. But we know it's absolutely essential for you to start your day. And so now 50% of the population doesn't sleep. If you take sleeping pills, they're very dangerous. First of all, they're a drug. Second of all, one of the biggest things that people don't understand about taking a medication for sleep, it causes respiratory depression. What does respiratory depression mean? means you're respiratory, you need oxygen, right, for your body to work. So here you are taking a sleeping pill, not to mention causes early dementia problems, mm-hmm. not to mention it affects your central nervous system, not to mention it's addicting. So the worst thing for you to do is get on sleeping pills, yeah. all right? And and you hear about all these people that wake up in the middle of the night, they went to the store and don't even remember that they went to the store, Okay. So I even had a patient that went to jail because of Ambien, okay? Mm. And so, you know, these are very serious, you know, drugs are very serious, okay? Mm-hmm. They're 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 very yeah. serious effects on the body. So so we have to plan on sleep, okay? We have to first of all, we have to honor our circadian code, which is about 10 to 6 give or take 30 minutes, all right? So you need to be planning that you're going to go to bed at 10 o'clock, give or take, like I said, 30 minutes and plan on that. And then you've got to plan your bedroom. OK, so your bedroom should not have any electricity. in it. All right. So I personally have a switch that turns off the electricity to my bedroom. So I have no electrical output no lamps, no TV, nothing that is coming out Mm. at nighttime because electricity affects how you're going to sleep. Wow.
0: So So, where's your alarm clock?
1: uh, I have a a battery-operated alarm clock, okay? A nice little, cute little, you know, I make it cute because it's like, okay, it's part of my living environment, uh, Yeah. you know? And so it looks like one of those old clocks. And (laughs) and I tell you, it like lasts forever and ever and ever. And I don't need light. I make sure everything is dark. You should have a completely dark room. I personally don't need to use like sleep music. There's great sleep music to induce sleep. So frequencies, you know, so there are different things that I have people listen to if they need to, but you should have an electric free bedroom. Now I just bought, I just received it a canopy that's going to go over my bed that's going to shield me from all the emfs at night because i they've been installing 5g so 5g is very dangerous mm-hmm. all right and so there's been l- plenty of lawsuits filed a lot against about that. Yeah. yeah the federal government about this should not be installed it's not healthy mm-hmm. for anybody but you know it takes forever lawsuits can take 10 20 years oh, yeah. literally to, you know, um, make impact, but anyway, so you, again, so you've got to protect yourself. I tell people, even if it's 10% true, we have a problem,
0: right? Okay. By the time but we it's know it, than,
1: it's yeah. too
0: late. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, so I've been personally studying EMS for 14 years. Cause my daughter did her eighth grade experiment on how electromagnetic fields affect living substances. Well, wow. lots has changed. So that's what I personally, you know, there are people who are so sensitive in in europe it's a disease electromagnetic Mm -hmm. field sensitive it's a disease it will eventually come here because for some reason europe rules like how the you know diagnosis and stuff so it is a real problem if you have a child that has real serious medical problems they they can't handle toxins emfs i mean the parents i know parents who have had to move like in a farm because they're trying child- to get away from it all. To get we away. talk about
0: kids who have all kinds of other issues, be it mental or physical ailments. And why are we not looking at that first? all of these other things so okay so you talked about sleep sleep
1: okay so then you have to drink water but you have to have a water purification system
0: okay i want to i want to hear about that because i i I love my delivered water i do alkaline water Uh Um, we have reverse osmosis alkaline like what do you recommend and what's wrong with just the tap water well um, the tap water is
1: pharma water so you're taking medications that Chemo, birth control pills, blood pressure medicine, everything because it's in the water. Then the chemicals—you've got heavy metals, you've got parasites, you have fluorine, you have chlorine, you have like tons of chemicals. Xenoestrogen—I you know, mean, it is loaded with. So you cannot drink tap water. You cannot.
0: So what do correct. you recommend? What what type so of water do you tell your patients to
1: drink? Yeah, economically, I tell people to get like a Berkey water system. Like if that's you know that's for a person with a limited budget. And then there's other different water makers I use. There's a company called Synergy Science that makes different systems for water, like something for Mm -hmm. your whole house or something for your sink. But you must, you must invest, even like if your budget is just zero water, you know, the the company that makes like a pitcher, do something because you, you must, must do something to have purified water. All right. Like and then like there's spring waters like Mountain Valley Spring Water. You can have that delivered. I don't know what you have to what do you have delivered at home. I, I
0: have a company that just brings the three gallon and we we put it on uh, the little machine and we get a couple of those a week. And and we usually order alkaline water. They have
1: right osmosis
0: alkaline and a few others.
1: Is it come in glass?
0: Uh, no, it doesn't. I think that's the yeah. problem.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm yeah, hearing so you you say. Might. So they did a stu- They took a they took purified water. Yep. Put it in a water bottle with a plastic water bottle and identify 29,000 wow. chemicals. Wow. So you can't use plastic. So plastic has to be removed from everybody's From
0: everything, household. which is yes. such a big deal.
1: It is such a big okay, we're deal. We're giving
0: people so. a ton of homework if what they're trying to do is get healthy naturally. Are you looking for ways to stay energized, healthy, and help your family stay healthy? I've started taking supplements from Seeking Health and it has changed the game for me. I no longer worry that my family is getting enough of the vitamins we need. And I know the quality of what we're taking is top-notch. I take an immunity support supplement, magnesium, and several others, including electrolytes to stay hydrated. So many people ask me about these supplements that I've made it really easy for you to find right on my website, natalietisdall.com slash favorites. Also bonus, I have a coupon code to help you save on your order. You will find that coupon code on the website as well. Go to natalietisdall.com slash favorites, click on seeking health. I may earn a small commission if you purchase there, but that's just to help my small business grow the website and the podcast to keep this news and good interviews coming your way. Again, natalietisdall.com slash favorites and click on seeking health let's talk about what we're feeding our bodies. I worry about that with kids every day because I do the best I can. And yet the world makes that really difficult school makes that difficult advertisement makes that difficult. What does a a good day look like? By the way, I follow you on Instagram. I encourage people to do so because you give so many of these tips, but what does a good day look like for eating healthy?
1: Right. Well, first of all, you've got to buy all organic because they've done studies and found they determined in children and adults that the levels of insecticides and pesticides are, are, you know, there. So a much reduced, like 90% reduced if you buy organic. So you need to buy organic. So in the morning, like I always have, you know, two, I do a green juice in the morning and I put my C and my, college and all kind of stuff in it, because, you know, I'm now going to be 65 this year. So the warranty's over at 60. You're to do a lot more to take care of yourself, <laughs> you know, and then I always have eggs. I have tried all kinds of different things to start my day. And if I have eggs and I use a gluten-free keto bread cooked in butter, um, and then you got to make sure your pan is right. I use only a mm-hmm. stainless steel pan because pans, If you don't buy Mm -hmm. the right pan, it exudes all those Mm -hmm. toxins. Like don't buy Teflon, don't buy coated pans or anything like that. And I, and I tell people, don't worry about this being done overnight, Mm -hmm. do one, choose one big thing a month. And in a year you will have transformed your existence. You know, it's very hard to just do it all overnight and don't freak out. You know, I tell people progress, not perfection, you know, little by little. So I like eggs and I always fed my kids. So my kids in the morning, I always, I always made sure they had a good breakfast because your breakfast is how your day is going to be all day. All right. So you need to have a good breakfast. So cereal, like I mentioned earlier, or granola, that's just sugar, sugar, sugar. Yeah. So you can't just do that. So you need to have protein. So the, so you either have organic turkey sausages or you have cut low, you know, the cottage cheese, cottage cheese Mm -hmm. is very good. And so I would do different breakfasts depending, you know, I had a different breakfast every day for my kids. So like if I made pancakes, I made really good pancakes with protein powder, fat, nuts, wheat germ. I mean, you know, I made and I made it taste good. You got to make it taste good. Oh, yeah. Right. Because kids are kids. And then, you know, one day it was burrito day. OK, with eggs and and sausage. And then another day it's just uh, eggs with fruit and, you know, a piece of sourdough bread. And then another day is oatmeal with cottage cheese and fat. Cause you got to have, you got to have fat protein and good carbs. Okay. okay. And that is so, because you got to control your insulin. So if you eat sugar, I mean, if you eat sugar, like donuts or pop tarts or cereal or any of that, you're just spiking the yeah. patients, you know, the in, patient's insulin and where we, they say after the year 2000, one out of three children has diabetes. Now come on. Mm. This is all preventable. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you've got to be mindful. Now kids' lunches is a whole nother thing that's gonna that's a little more complicated, but. That doesn't mean you can't make really good, and you lunches. can pack
0: it. I mean, that's what we've resorted to because yeah, you just I packed don't know it. should
1: use wax paper bags or yeah. wax paper. I never use plastic. Okay, mm. so I buy those wax paper when I when my kids. I use paper bags, no plastic, no fake materials or anything like that. And I did a lot of cooking myself. I've made zucchini carrot bread with protein, but mm-hmm. I I just was created. I'm a chemist at heart, and so I would just alter the recipe to, you know, decrease the flour, add protein flour, make sure you have plenty of fat because fat, fats, you know, glycemic index is is zero. So fat is your friend. People don't understand that we've gotten into this society of no fat, low fat, everything, but good fats are your friend. Your body yeah. is made up. Your brain is 50% fat. Yeah. Okay. So we need good fat in our system and fat gives you long lasting eight hours of energy. Yeah, and, and so, good
0: fats being uh, yeah, organic olive butter, oil,
1: avocados, grapeseed, coconut, all those you know nuts, yeah nuts yeah. and all that good stuff, and make it you know different things. So, yeah.
0: let me ask you about cancer and genetics. So many of us think well, my mom had this, or my dad, or my grandpa had. How much of our likelihood to get cancer comes from our genetics?
1: Yeah. So it's about 5%. They did a study of 44,000 identical twins and nutrition and lifestyle was the single greatest predictor of disease. Wow. Okay. So just because your mom had it, first of all, don't think like that, Hmm. whatever our thoughts become things. So you can't think you're Mm going to have something. Mm -hmm. Don't think your kids are going to have something because you're already projecting something to manifest. So, you know, everyone needs to get that out of their head. Number two, cancer in the last couple of years, it's one out of two people today. So one out of two men, about 41% of females. So we all should be on the early detection prevention. And I have patients that are 25 years old with cancer today, okay, which is unheard of. Okay. Yesterday, I had a 45 year old lady come in stage four lung cancer metastasized to her brain. So it's like these are, and I'm like, I'm like and going through her whole life to understand why did this happen. okay? Does not take one medication, nothing. Uh, I mean, she doesn't have any no predisposition or anything. never smoke, never. So you're like, how did this happen? All right? So we've got to really be uh, I believe so heart disease, we've kind of got down pat like we know, you know if you, if you have heart disease, you can go to the ER and get good care. Mm -hmm. Now, doctors are not good about finding out the origins of why a patient has heart disease, but at least, you know, you can get good care and, you know, may need a bypass, may need a stent. I mean, not that it's great, but it doesn't scare people enough. All right. But cancer, cancer doesn't have this easy Mm -hmm. solution. Okay. Mm -hmm. every presidents from Nixon on has declared war on cancer and what are we doing just getting worse by the day Mm. about 1700 people die a day you would think
0: we would know so much more
1: and why aren't we trying to prevent it okay and we can prevent cancer right now I know because I personally have done it number one and that's what I have created the the algorithm to prevent cancer okay and then people aren't interested in prevention okay oh i feel great i think i'm okay right. well all of my patients that i see they all felt great the day before they had cancer sure. they were diagnosed yeah. okay yeah. so we've got to focus on prevention and early detection of all diseases and you should partner with a medical doctor who is conventionally western trained and has the functional integrative approach, like looks outside the box for all the underlying causes that are contributing. Is it mold? Is it toxicity? Mm. Is it candida? Is it parasites? Is it heavy metals? Is it what stress plays? All these things.
0: Why do we not see that? How many doctors, like, so if someone I know, which it feels like we all know someone who has just right. been diagnosed or is dealing with cancer how many doctors are doing what you're doing or what, what questions should people be asking? You just mentioned looking for someone who treats it both ways, but typically you get a recommendation and you go to the cancer center in your town. And it's, let me just say this as a health reporter for more than 20 years, the number one thing I learned is that I am my best advocate. That's correct that I can go to a doctor and they can tell me one thing, and I need to question that. And I need to ask more questions, but so many people go to the first doctor they talk to and just think that's the only way to treat it.
1: That is true because people are accustomed to the authoritative direction of a physician. And today doctors, I will tell you, you know, being a doctor is very difficult. They're very, very smart people, but they need to take the knowledge that they learned in medical school and apply it to the patient. And what they're not doing is they're just driven by pharmaceuticals Mm. and surgery and disease management, not prevention, not early detection. When you see a patient that has nothing wrong, your job is to make sure they stay that great. All right, Mm. that's your job. Yeah, But that's not what medicine is about. It's a doctor has a few minutes, unfortunately, and it's all about the electronic medical record, filling it out because someone's collecting data for something. And, and it's, I have a few minutes. Okay. What's your, oh, you have high blood pressure. Okay. Here's your drug. Oh, you have high cholesterol. Right, here's, your right. drug. here's Treatment here, here, here. instead
0: of prevention. That's right. often what I see most. And I know that that's, we all do so much of that is driven by many things in our society, but what for the average person listening to this podcast, thinking I want better, what should they do?
1: Well, I think first of all, you empower yourself with education, like, like this podcast, we're talking about very important information. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. So all the pod, there's lots of podcasts out there today. There are some lot of very good books, okay, out there just using my book that I put together with compilation of all my papers, be perfectly healthy. And just in my cancer revolution, even in that book, There's a a lot of patients have taken my book and just done that and Mm -hmm. turned their life around. Mm -hmm. Okay. People just listen to my Instagram and you should see the stories patients send us back about, oh my God, I changed. I can't tell you how the difference it's made in my life. Just little things, but you do have to listen to the right information. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm not saying I have all the answers because I don't, but I pretty much have more only because I started out, believe it or not, 35 years ago, with a registered dietitian in my office. So we I started my practice. So I have learned over the last 35 years, all the newest, latest, greatest. And trust me, there's 1.2 million PubMed articles on line every year, 1.2 million. Mm. And a lot of it is natural. Okay, meaning a lot of it is unnatural, but the doctor today is about fifteen or twenty years behind. If they don't go back to school and learn the updated medicine, they are not. They're going to be lost. And then they kind of go, "Well, I'm, I'm, I already too work too hard. I've, I'm already exhausted. I don't really have extra time." So it has to come from a passion from within, a just a true desire to just yeah. be passionate about the new way of taking care of patients. It's not that new for me personally because I've been doing in a very long time. But once a doctor, trust me, once a doctor goes to a conference a functional medicine conference of any type, they can't go back. I've talked Mm -hmm. to too many of them. I always ask them, like, how did you decide to go into, you know, this now, you know, and they go, well, I first of all, I wasn't doing anything correct for my patient. Second of all, I went to a course and I'm like, I could I'm like, there's no way I can go back. Yeah. There's no way, now that I know this scientific validated information on integrative functional medicine, yeah. there is no way you can morally, ethically, consciously go back. There's just no way.
0: Well, I, I remember seeing a doctor once, a neurologist with, I have restless legs, and I remember... I very clearly, because I was a health reporter, saying, I really don't want to have to take a drug for this. If I can figure out why I have it or what I can do, is it sleep? Is it food? And this doctor at the time said to me, Why wouldn't you just take the drug? It'll go away. And I was so concerned, like, I wanna know why I have it. I wanna, I wanna get rid of it, not take a drug that's going to lead to. Other side effects and issues, and it's a pretty serious drug. So that maybe that's an indicator for people: if you're prescribed a drug, to ask, is there something I can do or should be doing before I take this medication?
1: Now, right. obviously, well, there
0: are reasons that we need certain medications that can be life-saving. We know that, right? And well, I know and questions. that's
1: why you go to a medical doctor because he or she knows. Okay, if you have cellulitis. I need to use antibiotics, okay? If your blood yeah. pressure is 200 over 120, we must give you medicine and then fix you. But let me tell you a story. Friday last week, I saw a patient. She has Kaiser. So Kaiser is, is a kind of like an HMO here in, in California. And she has diabetes. And her hemoglobin A1C was 12.7, okay? So that's like very high. You should be around 5.0 to 5.2. And the difference between 5 and 12 is like earthquake difference, mm. So she had, so she came to see me and I told her, I said, uh, you know, what are they doing? You know, so forth and so on. We're, we're giving me this medicine, that medicine, da da da. And I said, well, what did they t- say about changing your eating? They said, well, they just said nothing. And I said, well, you cannot change the biochemistry body and mm-hmm. teeth. pay attention to what you're putting in your mm-hmm. mouth. So I first put her on a cleanse because a lot of chemicals cause diabetes. So I said, we've got to cleanse you in order to get rid of chemicals so we did that anyway, to make a long story short, I saw a Friday brand new person has lost like, you know, 50 pounds Her hemoglobin E1C went from 12.7 to 5.7. And so I said, so what did your doctor say? And they go, they go, and they asked me what doctor are you seeing that you did this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Yeah. Very basic no. stuff that we don't no. do. Exactly. Very, yeah. very basic. And she's going to an institution with thousands of doctors. And they're asking like, what doctor did this? No, I didn't do mm-hmm. any miracle. The patient did the miracle. Right, right. The patient did it. I just helped her get on the right path. And she did it. Every cancer patient, they asked me that, that they have asked their doctor, does what you eat matter? And they all universally say no. Now, how can a doctor of 2022, 2022, tell a patient that what you eat doesn't matter? Now, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of papers published scientifically online showing this, okay? I mean, I cannot tell you, this is the most ridiculous thing on the planet. First of all, when you do a PET scan, what is a PET scan? IV sugar. IV sugar, why? Because a cancer cell has 64 receptor sites for sugar and a normal is four. And so the cancer cells eat sugar, right? It's like, come on. And we all know how sugar is deleterious to the system. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, natural sugars are okay, but eating lots of cookies, candies, pies, and cakes, you know, it's not going to do your body good. Yeah. So we, you know, we have to change the the narrative of what we're doing and what how we're taking care of patients and patients need to take charge of their own life, start researching start educating themselves, look outside the box. And if you hear five people say the same things, you know, there has to be some validity and truth to that, yeah. what they're saying. And yeah. so, and then, you know, we have something called common sense. <laughs> Let's use our common sense about this and, and talk to many people. And, you know, be careful about the just path you take because you don't want a path that's irreversible. I had a patient, young boy, 27 year old, super super successful, went to the doctor for hemorrhoids. Well, first of all, he's 26 when he went to the doctor with hemorrhoids. First of all, you, a doctor should be asking, why does a 26 year old right. have hemorrhoids? He's not pregnant. He you know hasn't lived that long. What it wait, wait, there's something wrong. Anyway, to come further fast forward, they diagnose him with ulcerative colitis. Well, there's all these fancy drugs that take care of ulcerative colitis. They put him on every drug, Mm. literally every drug out there for it, including prednisone on top of that layered with prednisone, nothing worked. What did they do? Removed his entire colon. Wow. At 27.
0: Wow.
1: The ileostomy back. Wow. And so I'm like, Oh, my God, asking
0: questions, everyone. Start asking First questions. thing we can do dig
1: deep. And that's why yeah. he came to see me because he now what did he do? He started after the procedure, digging deep. And someone did refer him to me uh, saying, Oh, my gosh, you need someone to quarterback this. Yeah. And um, anyway, but here we are, we've got to be we've got to protect we're, we're supposed to be protectors. Yeah, doctors are supposed to be you know, it, you know, the hypocritical says first, do no harm. Yeah. And what are we doing? We're harming our patients and not taking care of our patients. And if we don't know, like if I don't know something, I know 10 people that might know something right. to help them find out. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And so, this is what I tell people every day to keep looking and researching and educating and talking to people that know something or, yeah. or talk to someone or listen to someone how they healed themselves. Yeah. Okay. And because you're not going to find it at the Ivory Towers, unfortunately. I'm not saying that there aren't some answers at Ivory Towers. I'm not saying that because, you know, if you need a brain surgery because of something or, you know, need something that, you know, there are, because I collaborate with doctors, surgeons, or whoever I need to, you know, collaborate, because I see patients very advanced, unfortunately. So I need the conventional medical system, just to get them, you know, balanced. Yeah. And so but we want to think about everything we do medically, what is the collateral balance to protect the patient at all costs. Yeah. So like, for example, if you take if I give you antibiotics, I need to tell you what to do if you take antibiotics, just antibiotics, much less any other medications, because every drug causes one to 10 nutritional deficiencies, not to mention damages your mitochondria, which are your powerhouse engines of your cell that give you energy.
0: Right. Yep. Well, I know people are thinking, I want more information. This is a lot to digest all at once. Um, can they come and see you? Do you do remote work? Where can they get more information? Again, uh, I would encourage people to, to follow you on social media with some great information, but where would you lead them?
1: Right? Well, first of all, I think Instagram is a good little daily thing, because Mm -hmm. people can learn little nuggets. And I think people do better in little nuggets. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I would read my books, the cancer revolution or be perfectly healthy. Listen to these podcasts, we do have a podcast that we talk and highlight a subject. Also, I mean, people can come and see me, we have a phenomenal team, I have a unbelievable team that is dedicated to this mission of education and elimination of people of all the most innovative strategies they possibly, like, like one of my patients, cancer stage four can, prostate cancer. I said, look, there's a great guy in Germany, go and get him because your tests show that this works best. I said, him. he's leaving this weekend. Mm. So, you know, we have to use the the resources of the planet and the world to
0: to help our patients. And you see patients uh, for any ailment, any just ailment. overall well-being.
1: Right. Overall, if people want human optimization because now we have so many innovative strategies now, and then people need to have a baseline you need to have a baseline. Like I will tell you that 75 to 85% of young males today have low testosterone. Why? Because of all the environmental pollutants mm-hmm. and their their the quality of your food today. Yeah. And so but that is a big problem. It's even it even happened in my own, you know, not my child, but my son in laws. Mm-hmm. And so you know, but that can be fixed. And it changes your hormones change everything. I happen to be a, a, an expert in hormones because of my own personal journey. and But hormones are the natural drugs to your body. And if that's, yeah. those aren't working, then nothing works. Yeah. Okay. I mean, your whole day is predicated on how your hormones are working for you.
0: You bet. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to follow you. You have a website. Where can people, where should we get yeah, them? Yeah, healymd.com.
1: Okay. We have Cancer Center for Healing and Center for New Medicine.com.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. I know you have patience to see, and you took the time to to do this with me today. I I really appreciate it. And I just encourage people, as I said, to be your own advocate, to ask lots of questions and to not always accept the first answer if you're not confident with it.
1: Right. And I just appreciate your mission to you know, it's just another avenue of opening people's eyes and ears up like what there's so many infinite possibilities. Yes. And we didn't even go into the mental stress c- component. So hopefully let's we can save that.
0: that for the next podcast okay. We do together. Okay. It'll Thank be a whole nother topic that I look forward to talking to you about. All right. Great. All right. Take care. Good to see Thank you. you. Today. <laughs> Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdale podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.